Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Lucia Chachulovic. I am an investment writer at Julius Baer, and I will start off today's episode with an overview of what has happened in the markets. Now, looking back to stock markets yesterday, US stocks rose ahead of today's key consumer price data, with risk sentiment lifted by speculation that inflation is near peaking. The S&P 500 index notched the biggest gain over a four-day span since June, rising close to 1.1%. The inflation report due today is expected to show headline CPI cooled in August to 8% year-on-year, while the core measure that excludes food and energy is seen accelerating. Traders now almost fully expect another major rate hike of 75 basis points by the US Federal Reserve next week. The Bloomberg dollar spot index declined a third day, the longest losing streak in more than a month, as investors weigh positive signs in the economy against hawkish rhetoric from Federal Reserve policymakers. Treasury yields inched lower today after the curves deepened during the US session. US bond market indicators suggest that investors are gaining confidence that this year's spike in inflationary pressures will be brought under control. The cost of hedging high inflation has fallen, while so-called break-even rates on Treasury inflation-protected securities have also dropped. They are generally seen as a proxy for where markets expect inflation to be. Now, leaving the US and taking a look at Asia-Pacific, Asian equities extended the global rally in risk assets today, with stocks rising in China, Japan, Australia and Hong Kong. And in Europe, natural gas prices fell as the European Union started outlining details of its intervention into an unprecedented energy crisis, including a proposal for targets to reduce electricity demand. Power prices also slumped, but still prices remain almost eight times higher than normal for the time of year. In commodities, oil prices rose yesterday as Iranian nuclear talks appeared to hit obstacles and an embargo on Russian oil shipments loomed, with tight supplies struggling to meet robust demand. Oil prices are trading flat this morning. And gold prices this morning held firm near a two-week high hit in yesterday's session, which was helped by a subdued US dollar as investors await inflation data. Just as a reminder, higher interest rates increase the opportunity cost of holding non-yielding gold and boost the dollar. In crypto, Bitcoin ended yesterday above the 22,000 US dollar mark and is holding strong this morning. In major company news, Goldman Sachs is embarking on its biggest round of jobs cuts since the start of the pandemic, with plans to eliminate several hundred roles starting this month. Twitter, meanwhile, rejected a third attempt by Elon Musk to cancel his agreement to buy the social network. So what can we expect for the day ahead? European stocks are poised to take a breather after rallying yesterday, with futures currently trading around the zero line. As for economic data, we have just received UK employment data, where the unemployment rate came in at 3.6%. And we have also received German CPI data, which came in at 0.3% month-on-month, or 7.9% year-on-year. Using the EU harmonized calculation method, German CPI for August came in even higher at 0.4% month-on-month, or 8.8% year-on-year. Later today, we will receive German Investor Confidence Survey and, of course, the US CPI numbers.
And that's all from me for today. I would now like to hand over to David Meyer, senior economist, who has a comment for us on UK politics and the challenges facing the British pound. Yeah, thank you and good morning to everybody listening. So uh, last week, uh, Prime Minister Truss presented uh, her two-year plan to alleviate the cost of living crisis by capping uh, the average household energy bills at £2,500 per year and providing a similar cap to businesses. Um, the £400 uh, rebate and this extra payment of £650 for the lowest income households put in place actually already by former Chancellor Sunak will stay but will not be repeated uh, next year. And uh, she also presented plans to extend the energy supply by fracking nuclear energy that uh, received some uh, opposition actually, despite her also promising uh, to extend renewable energy supply. And you know, the extension of energy supply, this will all take time uh, to have an impact and it will not alleviate the prices in the short term. Now the cap on energy bills, um, if it will be successful, it will prevent headline inflation from rising much further beyond October. And it will also provide quite a significant uh, boost to demand, um, which potentially will limit you know, the depth of the unfolding UK recession or even lead to a larger uh, growth surprise. And, but through that, it at the same time could raise pressure on core inflation. So what happens, uh, we could have inflation falling earlier uh, than expected, but ending kind of midterm at a higher level. So we tentatively trimmed our UK inflation forecast uh, to 8.9% for this year and 5.7% uh, for 2023. Um, uncertainties uh, remain still, however, uh, about the cost of the program, for example. It is estimated that the cost will be around 130 to 150 billion pounds. Uh, that equals about something between 5 and 7% of annual GDP. So uh, details on this uh, cost, the financing, uh, are expected to be presented uh, later this month by Chancellor Quarteng. Now, amidst these uncertainties, the pound sterling uh, failed uh, to benefit much uh, so far as markets are debating the economic impact and the fiscal sustainability. I mean, concerns remain uh, because this program will be financed uh, by additional borrowing and will deteriorate the UK's fiscal balance, even more since Truss uh, rejects uh, the windfall tax on energy companies and plans to cancel the 2023 corporate tax hike. So relying solely on um, business-friendly tax policies to outgrow uh, the fiscal stress. And, you know, this also puts the Bank of England uh, between a rock and a hard place. Um, this demand boost, it actually opens uh, the door for more and quicker interest rate tightening. Uh, but the earlier reversal of inflation may question the need for much more aggressive tightening soon. So uh, what we expect now from the Bank of England is to do a larger 50 basis point hike uh, on 22 September. And we expect also an additional hike uh, in November that will then, by 50 basis points, that will then lift the policy rate to 3% by year end. However, we are a bit doubtful that the pound uh, will benefit much from these higher rates. 
despite the elevation from the plan, um, we think that uh, stagflation and the terms of trade deterioration, in particular versus the dollar, will remain in place and be a dominant uh, pound headwind in the short term. And in the longer term, you know, the prospects that the cancelled uh, corporate tax hike will boost foreign direct investment inflows. This may be impaired a bit by uh, the fiscal uncertainties. So we stick to our targets of your pound uh, 0.86 flat over the forecast horizon for now. That's all from my side. Thanks for listening and back to you, Lucia. Very interesting. Thank you very much, David. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. I wish you all a great day ahead and hope that you'll join us again soon. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.